everybody, and welcome to Canned Peaches, a Deadwood podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and you can introduce yourselves going around to the right. Rob Alessiani. Katie Sorko. Yeah, we are back, and it hasn't even been six months, uh, depending on, I guess, whether or not I've forgotten to upload this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming are, a linear theory of time. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are covering episode four, uh, which is a um, pretty, pretty pivotal episode mm-hmm. uh, as far as this uh, entire series goes. Uh, for new viewers to the, uh, to the series, uh, to Deadwood... May not have seen this one coming, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's a big one. I'm looking forward to uh, to talking about it. Uh, the one thing I would say is that since we are back and doing episodes uh, on a more regular basis, uh, please go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Uh, if you like it, uh, leave a review. Uh, so we're going to start with first impressions of episode four, Rob. So I've, uh, as I stated last week, I've seen a little bit past this, like a season ish past this point halfway through the second season so i don't know ultimately where everything goes but to me this episode always felt like the end of the prologue Mm -hmm. um the first four episodes kind of existing it's like we're setting up the world this is the background these are the characters and then now uh i imagine episode five will be like and this is the show you know because right now the show exists spoiler post post wild bill Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of the ramifications of that, plus a number of other things they've now, they've set the pieces in place, and now they're just going to play with what's on the board. Sure. Katie? Uh, yeah, I feel like now the pieces are, st- like last week I talked about how it's a lot of setup, the chess is being, chessboard's being built, and now it feels like things are slowly, or for some pieces, very quickly moving across the board, and some pieces like slowly moving them, like... Wild Bill was just like someone just flicked him off the board. He's gone. But like Alma, like she's slowly kind of hitting a spot. She's slowly moving to stuff. I I forgot how. Like I saw, I've watched a couple episodes, but just so much happens in every episode that they're so full that I knew that that the big moment at the end was coming, but. I didn't think it was happening this episode. I thought it was happening like later in the season. Yeah, you said that in the beginning. You're like, no, I think that happens in like two more episodes. I was like, I think this <laughs> yeah. is the, the episode yeah. is called... There well, Stood a Man. There yeah. Stood a Man. I was like, yeah, I think that's this episode. Yeah. Yeah, the first thing I would say is both of you used a lot of boards and pieces mm-hmm. uh, language. And were you bored to pieces? Uh, so all I'm going to say is, <laughs> yeah, and I'm bored to pieces, uh, is uh, I liked the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with no other analogies other than uh, other than uh, that. I did enjoy the episode. And I guess it was also, uh, as we mentioned before in uh, one of the podcasts, this is another HBO show where someone who you would assume is going to be a major part of this series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is killed off, mm-hmm. yeah. is, uh, dies. And this is before they get to the kind of ninth episode uh, mm-hmm. sort of deal like Game of Thrones yeah. kind of made, yeah, made famous. Yeah, uh, so this is episode four, and bada bing, gone. Yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And one of the best actors in the show. Yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. So let's first go through uh, the dude. Yeah, uh, Brom, Ama, their whole storyline, because it is fairly separated from a lot of what else is going on. So he's getting wheeled back or horsed, horse backed back. Yeah, um, he's getting carted back on a horse, yeah. and. Uh, you have Al looking out, <laughs> talking, so, talking to EB, like, 
oh my, like, like, yeah. what have we, what, what the fuck what, has happened what, here? There's a doings transpiring. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the dude uh, took a spill. <laughs> yeah. And E.B. is just like, uh, well, I'm just going down there and take a talk to her. Uh, yeah, so... I think that scene would have been funnier if, like, a cop was in the room for some reason. The cops don't exist there, but just like, well, I didn't do any of this. Yeah. I was up here yeah. sipping whiskey, sipping whiskey and, and smelling bad. And, <laughs> like, yeah. I have no machinations at all. Yeah. Uh, so he's brought back, uh, and the overall, uh, we can dive in to the specifics of it, uh, is that he's brought back and... Alma sees it, uh, questions everything about it. She's mm-hmm. like tracing the yeah. wounds with her fingers. Um, hmm, does this feel like yeah. a, uh, a, yeah. a head? Does this feel like a boulder rock. gash to you? Yeah, or that rock hit head. Yeah. Uh, and Al wants EB to uh, offer the uh, offer to buy the claim mm-hmm. claim back. Uh, she goes and talks to Wild Bill. Who in turn tells uh, Seth that he wants his hands on things. All the while, once again, just like they did with Dude, they're warning her to just get the fuck out of Deadwood. Yeah. Your your suspicions are probably correct, Mm -hmm. and also you should leave. You're you're out of your element. Uh, Of note, Al instructs E.B. to offer her the full price that they paid, and E.B., uh, slimy little bastard that he is offers her his bid, which mm-hmm. was twelve thousand. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that is not the first time, and something tells me it won't be the last mm. that Eb, when he is an agent for Al, uh, is also trying to take care of him 100%. himself, uh, in spite of Al's. Uh, very clear. Could not be more mm-hmm. clear instructions to him. I mean, this is literally how organized crime works, yeah. right? Like yeah. it, it, at each level, little, little at each skin. level, you have to bump the price a little bit so you get your piece before you kick up. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, looks like the dude might have had some kind of fucking accident. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was surprised. Asked Eb to buy everything back, and at one point he he just says a line, which just anytime you can throw the word fucking into things. Mm-hmm. Through Ian McShane's uh, delivery, it just makes it sound better Mm -hmm. uh, and more interesting. So one of the lines is, go see to the grieving fucking widow. Uh, (laughs) I just love that. Yeah. How do you feel about, what what do you think Amma, and this is to Katie, Mm -hmm. uh, Amma's thinking is right now? Because when we see her, she's doesn't seem like she wants to sell. Where she's unsure of what's going on. She's questioning yeah. Al. Uh, she doesn't seem like she's heeding the advice that's being given to her. But she also seems like she's being a little bit more calculated about yeah. things than Brom maybe was. So how do you feel about her current plans? Um, I think that she's... I think she's doing the best that she can, given the circumstances and giving the level of power she has mm-hmm. within the situation. Um, I think she's... Uh, incredibly smart for this. So, like, her instincts are good here. Mm-hmm. Her instincts are great. Like, this this smells bad. This whole situation stinks. And she... Yeah, I just think she's might be, be being a little too loud about what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just a thing that happens in TV shows where it's like, I'm going to tell you my plan mm-hmm. when really, really should keep it closer to the vest. Um, but, yeah, I... I think that this is the first time she probably really has agency in her whole life. 
So it makes sense that she's a little, not slow as in terms of like mentally, but slow to action because she's, she's never been allowed to work these muscles before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and for sure she has agency compared to like a ton of women in this world because oh, just yeah. because of her wealth. Oh but, yeah. But she, I, I see the moment of her being like, I'm going to be a problem for y'all mm-hmm. is when she smashed the laudanum. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, well, time to get sober, you mm-hmm. know, because, because the thing that was kind of allowing her to, I think, allowing this very strong, uh, strong woman to be in this situation where she had very little agency and no control over her dolt of a husband in terms of like trying to steer him away from certain doom was because so she's in that position and in order to make that position tenable for herself she's got a numb Mm -hmm. so that's where the opiates come in Mm -hmm. um so her smashing that bottle uh is is signaling two things like one rough days ahead because yeah. cold turkeying off of opiates is is, is wild, and she's going to get sick pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And number two, if she's able to stick with it, she's going to be dangerous to the bad guys. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I think that it's it's very clear that they also don't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. That she's because like all of the women in the town are sex workers, and they have a. And that's not to downplay their intelligence or anything, but they're in a station that allows very little mobility. And certainly in the show, there's very little, like, you know, besides Jane and... Joni. Joni and... uh, Trixie. Yeah. Poor Trixie. Yeah. And Jewel. Yes. Which one (laughs) is Jewel? Uh, She's the one that Al refers to as the fucking gimp. Oh, oh, Jewel. Oh, poor Jewel. Yeah, I think this is... Now, time will tell. Whether or not this newfound, like, okay, he couldn't do it. Now I'm going to step up. And, you know, I feel maybe maybe my lack of really intervening here is one of the reasons why he's dead. So I'm going to now on his behalf intervene. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that's smart. Because I... the smart move would probably be take the 20 grand and get the fuck out of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but is that the satisfying move? No, but, you know, it could be the move where you end up alive. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll to, uh, to hit on both of y'all's points, uh, when Ama and Bill are having a conversation, um, I think it's Ama and Bill, uh, Ama says something along the lines of, a wife inevitably feels she's had some part in what befalls her husband. Uh, and that was in reference, um, or the, what I get from that is that she's referencing the numbness that you were talking about mm-hmm. right? yeah uh she definitely could have been or feels she maybe feels that she could have been yeah. more vocal more forceful mm-hmm. uh more of a warning mm-hmm. uh to to brahm to yeah. like back the fuck off yeah good counsel she didn't really yeah. other than like be careful yeah, yeah. I, I guess my um i just don't know if he would have listened to her like is would have this have been a completely futile situation where she's like screaming until her lungs are sore, being like, hey, this, again, this is a bad sandwich that you're buying. Don't do this. And he would be like, oh, my silly wife. Oh, my silly yeah, cutesy I think wife. for sure. Like, yeah. I think there's a definite factor of being like, well, there's nothing I could say because he thinks I'm just a, a doll. Like sure. a cute little doll he gets to have sex with. Uh, but she 
didn't rise to right. She didn't even do, try. She, yeah, she didn't do more than that. Yeah. Again, I'm not saying I'm not in that position, yeah. um, but it seems from what she is saying, she wishes 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 uh, that she would have tried. Spoken at least tried. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Bill is once again saying he's kind of reiterating in uh, in somewhat different words uh, what he said to Brom, uh, and he says like, "Hey, I I told him." Mm-hmm. I told her. I told Brom the same thing. Yeah, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out. Um, yeah. and she just is like, uh, I think I'd much rather stay and just mm-hmm. reconnoiter. Yeah, get a, pro- a second reconnoiter, a second yeah. opinion, on a re-reconnoiter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so Bill says that he doesn't. He doesn't really trust himself. I guess his he's abilities. saying I'm not good. I'm yeah. not good at his this. abilities too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I he think, knows someone who is. Which I think sense. that's honest of him. Oh, it's great. That, yeah, because I think he, if the show had gone a different way, if he had stayed to do that, I think he would have completely fucked up this bungle. He would have yeah. bungled it. Yeah, like, yeah, he's saying, "What the fuck do I know about about picking about anything. about figuring out if a claim is a good claim?" Like, yeah. I'm not here for that. I'm I'm here yeah. to play cards and. Chew yeah. bubble gum, and I um, just died at a card game. We're mixing, uh, or I'm about to mix uh, storylines and uh, as we cover things. But this this episode also feels like throughout the episode, Bill is setting up his goodbye. One hundred percent, right? So yeah, it feels like he is just. I know that my my time is coming, yeah. and I'm going to go out on my terms because he also has that conversation with uh, with uh, Charlie Utter, oh, uh, where so he sad. has he has at least three. Like be seeing you conversations mm-hmm. in this. He has it with Charlie Otter. He has it with um, the worst actor on the planet, and he has it with uh, Jane. Uh, Jane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and each one is and like Donna. a different. Yeah, each one is a different level of like sad for a different reason. The Charlie mm-hmm. Otter yeah. ones. Charlie having to be like he has an adult's conversation with Charlie, mm-hmm. and yeah. the and the conversation yeah. is like I'm gonna die. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. go to hell. Can yeah, you let me do it in the way it. I want? Yeah. And he's like, uh, Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, the whole episode is is especially looking back and as we talk about it is a curtain call. Yeah, the Charlie Utter scene was very sad in the way that it feels like because I feel like they are more on friend levels. Yeah, where like your friend is your manager. Oh yeah, but it felt like this thing of like, hey, you don't have to take care of me anymore. Just let me kind of mm-hmm. wallow in my own crapulence right now and, and just. Yeah. Go go live your life, please. And Charlie realizing that, like, I can't save him from himself. Yeah. Like, he might not know that, like, this is the last time we're going to speak, but he knows that eventually, like... Whatever's he's, happening is He's going to have... He's going to get the call. Mm-hmm. Or he's going to realize, you know, the, like, this doesn't have a happy ending. Our yeah. friendship does not have a happy ending. You are going to die tragically because of something that you do, and I'm going to just have to watch. And the one with Jane feels a little bit more like... Everything's going to be fine, you know? And because she leaves that going like, oh, what a great guy. You yeah, know? it's very kid sister. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's also that I thought that um, just the, the line, I'm writing a letter to my wife, mm-hmm. was so loaded mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because, one, he's probably setting up some something for her or, mm-hmm. like, saying goodbye. And it's also, like, to Jane, Jane immediately wants to leave the room mm-hmm. when she hears... Yeah, because it's private. Yeah, so. but it's, like, why... Well, it's the obvious private privacy, 
But it's also like, why is Jane having that immediate reaction of like, oh fuck, you should have told me that you were writing your wife. Like, yeah. I, like I don't. I don't think it's like a, a bitter lovers thing. No, I don't think it is. But like, either. I think there's other layers to to just the like, ah oh, man, I'm sorry, well, that was rude of me. It for sure tracks with what she's done in the past, like mm-hmm. explaining to the child who cannot understand English, like now you're going to see two adults in this <laughs> bed, maybe. I need to explain to you that this is just two. We are friends. Like she's very yeah. concerned as brash and kind of blue as she is. She's very concerned with. Um, like at least feigning social niceties to the point where it's like I owe you a penny, I owe you a penny. You know, yeah. like she's trying really hard. I took I took that as as just that. Like I I don't want to be here for this. And I have a question for you because it's something you just said, like writing to his wife and preparing for something. Do you think he knew he was going to die, or do you think he was just like? I think that at least in the show, not the historical. I don't know if he knew he was going to die, but I think he could kind of just sense that something was off in the town. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he and his <clears throat> wife have like a very loving relationship, based on because there you you don't hear anything about her. Mm-hmm. Like where you could, I could tell that like Seth Bullock is doing this. He's he's away from his family to make his family's life better, with the intention of bringing them. To the hellscape that is Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if Hickok feels that way about yeah. his wife. But, like, I think it's that thing of, uh, like, to be not to be sad, but my when my grandfather died, he called people because he could just feel something. Mm. And he called people to be like, hey, something's up. So I think that... Some people can just sense things. Yeah, or at least he sensed that he passed through a place where he was like, I'm now prepared to. Yeah. So I might as well act in the, I might as well act as though I will because, you know, once you prepare for that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think he's clairvoyant at all. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely felt, at the very least, that he felt the time is coming Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. to get, uh, to really get into a, to wear what he wants to wear for all time as a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He wants to look yeah. good. I want to have sash. that. I'm not going into the afterlife without that sash. Red belt. Yeah. yeah. Because what you're wearing when you die is your outfit for mm-hmm. the afterlife. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also has that quick conversation with uh, Seth when Seth mm-hmm. is working on that hardware store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says that his wife and uh, boy are with people up in Michigan uh, and soon uh, peace is coming to Deadwood, or peace is coming to the territory, and soon to Deadwood, and so are laws. Uh, and uh, Seth says, I'll settle for property rights. Mm-hmm. And then he gives him this look, like, will you? Yeah. Actually, he doesn't give him a, he gives him a look, but also outright says, like, will you? Mm-hmm. Looks like, will you yeah. settle for property rights once law actually comes? Because uh, as we know... He's a former lawman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's... I feel like uh, there's Seth that. Bullock is just horny for law. He's yeah. like, the more laws, give, give them to me. I'll yeah. eat them like spaghetti. Yeah. But yeah. one of my notes... I have two notes there. And one of them was like, you, you think it's a good idea to bring your family to Deadwood? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, in, you're in Deadwood right now. Yeah. That would be like, if I, like I brought... I was like, I'm moving to a tire fire. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, someday I'm going to bring Rob. And they're like potential future kid to the tire fire. Yeah. And we're going to live a great life. Yeah, I think it's... I, tire fire, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, tire fire, Oklahoma. I feel like the... I mean, the draw is the idea that, like, this is completely... 
for these people in this time, they would have considered this like unoccupied, totally like obviously there were indigenous people that lived in these territories for a long time. They're treated very poorly by many mm-hmm. characters of the show. But for the people, in, uh, the, for the for the people that were settling into that area and prospecting, they would consider this just like full untapped potential. You know, yes, there are no yeah. laws, and that's that's the price you have to pay for the fact that like I can literally go into the mountains and find gold and potentially like set up a gold, mm-hmm. a literal gold mine yeah. where yeah. I will be. Fat Fabulously wealthy, where generations of my family will be set up because yeah. of this wealth. So it's not like you're not doing it for safety. I think I would have to imagine you're 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 just like yeah. the upside is so huge that that makes sense. And even if you like you're just setting up a hardware store, you know yeah. it's it's opportunity because there's nothing out here yet. So you can kind of you you can be the hardware you can be store. the hardware store. There's no competition. Um, you can get your foothold. My other note is just like the sexual tension between Wild Bill Hickok and Seth Bullock in the <laughs> I'm building this hardware store at night scene was yeah. fun for me. Yeah. They they definitely have a uh, Wild West bromance oh, they should uh, just kind of going yeah. on. Uh, he says uh, Wild Bill as he's leaving looks up at Seth and says, my pop called me Kite. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why? Because <laughs> yeah. we were talking about nicknames right. earlier. Know, and he yeah. said, but yeah. like, what was... Mine was Sloth. Yeah. yeah. Like, but why Kite? Because like, he doesn't give an explanation. He just like makes a, a flying into the sky gesture. I don't think, I don't think the point is that you understand why he's called Kite. I think, uh, well, show, so much is maybe just like opening apart. up a little bit. I think it's more like, like, you think I'm really tough. My name, my nickname is Wild Bill. Well, yeah. my nickname was this. Uh, my, my, it's, you know, what do they call him? Montana, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. he's like, well, it's better than my old nickname, which was Sloth. Yeah. I guess he had seven siblings and he was the one that came out late and they were yeah. all all their nicknames were one of the seven <laughs> yeah. deadly sins, so I got Sloth. So I think. Imagine being lost. Like, imagine being lost in yeah, that. Look at that. Like, that. That baby wants to do it. Um, but it's like, so I think that was just Wild Bill going like, hey, I wasn't always Wild Bill, just like you yeah. weren't always Montana. Mm-hmm. I used to be a kite, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, and generally just a, a showing of yeah, vulnerability. It was a verbal dap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they... They've bonded over yeah, these, 100%. these episodes. I think uh, more than any, friends. yeah, they are they are softer with each other than they are with anyone else in this world. Yeah, they are more at ease. Yeah, uh, there was one of the other lines in there when he looks up at uh, Seth when he's building up the hardware store. Uh, Seth looks down and says, "Well, no, no rest for the wicked." Uh, and Bill responds, well, then what are you doing up? It's like, all right, me too. <laughs> Get a hardware store. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So on his goodbye tour, mm-hmm. uh, he talks to Seth. So we talked about that. He talks to Jane. Uh, is there anything more there? Because uh, he does also say goodbye. Like, yeah. He literally says, goodbye, Jane. Goodbye, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye, Bill. Yeah, it uh, it definitely felt like uh, it definitely felt like uh, yep. <laughs> I hate you. Goodbye, you cat sucker. But most of the most thing I hate is that I don't hate you at all. She just does a Western version of the ten things I hate about you. She's cool as a cucumber, Doc. Well, you and the fever parted ways, little lady. 
Also, just a note for that scene. Someone get that girl a new outfit. Because it's, <laughs> it's just, like, covered in blood and get dirt. Get them all new outfits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like there's a Strawbridge's there where you can no, get, you could get like you could get, like, one of the older, like, one of the sex workers' older outfits and just cut the bottom. I bet you, I like, bet you there's, there's some stream that you could bring a bar of lye to and uh, bash it against a rock. Charlie is off, off. To go get supplies, mm-hmm. he could, somebody could have he could have asked. Yeah, anybody I need, I need a little girl's dress? <laughs> I mean, at this point, Sears is probably selling homes through the mail. Yes, uh, yeah. so I'm sure you can and get some. Roebuck. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sure you can get some some shirts and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But yes, there's well, everything's just filthy in this. Yeah. Even the clean places are very very filthy. Yeah. Uh, is there anything? Uh, before we get to Bill's unfortunate demise. Yeah, I don't think there's... Mm, well, you do have a little bit of the... Um, what's his name? The journalist who's just like... Merit- what a scoop! <laughs> a, I can smell a story! Yeah. <laughs> He's just well, hanging around. Yeah, because Bill goes to the gym to do his part. He mm-hmm. talks to Al. Yeah. Uh, Tommy goes upstairs and just goes... Downstairs. <laughs> like, that's all he has to say. Uh, so downstairs now. Downstairs. Uh, and Al's got his back to him. He's he's bartending and says, you know, I'm I'm trying to you know rack my brain to figure I'm out what crying. the fuck I did. I'm crying, yeah, thinking about what the fuck I did. When our paths crossed, where I fucked you over so bad that you hadn't come into my joint. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's such a bullshitter. Uh, and such a people person yeah. for as yeah. mean as he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's incredibly, he's simultaneously so slimy and so charming. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, that's how being able to have those two things exist at the same time is the only reason why he's, yeah. I think he's able to have the stranglehold on the town that he does. Is, is this scene before or after the most uncomfortable looking sex that's ever happened on this film? This is before. This, this is, is before. before. Okay. Because then his Jimmy's get all rustled and he's like, I just... Yeah, I gotta come in something. Um, but uh, so th- this was an interesting part. Give me something part. to come in. Yeah. This was an, oh, sure, sure will. Al. Um, this was an interesting scene between Al and Bill because at one point, you know, Al goes, uh, "I'd sure, uh, I'd really appreciate it, you presenting it to her in a positive light." Okay. And, and Bill go, and Bill goes, well, "What what would it be worth to you? Well, what will what be worth me presenting it to her in a positive light?" And he goes. Yeah. Well, wow, Bill. Yeah. As uh, I live and breathe. <laughs> that was another one of those well-placed uh, fuckings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I trust you'll present it to her in a favorable fucking light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, yeah, so then, wow, Bill, like, it leads you to believe that he's, he's not as... Yeah, susceptible On the to, up and up. Yeah. And uh, he's just, he's just, he's just filching him for more money. You yeah. Because he goes right to her. Like, immediately mm-hmm. he goes to her and is like, here's what happened. Yeah. And yeah. here's how much you get. Yeah. And, and you here's have, the money. Yeah. yeah. And, and he goes to his, like, all right, so I, you can have this money plus the money he gave me to go check out to uh, go reconnoiter. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I thought that was interesting where the show for a moment let you think, like, maybe Wild Bill isn't, like, the moral mm-hmm. uh, compass, as, as close to a moral compass as this show gets. And then it immediately is like, no, he is. He is that. Mm-hmm. I think that makes him interesting, though. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, being able to, like, oh, like, like, you, he's, like, with, he's moving within, like, a realm of that makes sense of, like, mm-hmm. making choices. So it's not like he's, it's not like at one second he's like, here's some soup. And then he, like, shoots a man, like, in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's that, but that makes him interesting because if you don't do that, then you have Seth Bullock. Yeah. Who's just like, I'm just... 
He's just a, I'm a married man with a hardware store. He's just a pot of oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, he's a pot of oatmeal trying to make it up, uh, make a living. Just trying to make it in this world. I'm just, yeah. uh, just the only pot of oatmeal. Uh, it also kind of feeds into the thinking that Bill knew his time was coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because for him to pretty clearly uh, fuck over, mm-hmm. even to a minor extent, uh, Al, mm-hmm. to get on his bad side yeah. so quickly and so clearly mm-hmm. uh, after this. Because Al knew right away mm-hmm. that, it was, that what, what the deal was. Oh, yeah. Because uh, so, he even says something like, uh, Tom Mason couldn't put a fucking bullet in his head. Um Incompetence and it sets up, it sets up the feeling that because Al actually had nothing to do with his death, you know, in in the grand scheme of right. things, Al had nothing to do with it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just happened in a way and through a method that anyone on the outside could be like, oh, that's Al. Mm-hmm. Al did that. Al yeah. paid this guy. So that's what's act. That's another interesting thing is that it's one of those things like, well, fuck, like I didn't actually make, I didn't set these wheels in motion, mm-hmm. not directly. Yeah, but. I am going to be, you know, there are people in town that are going to assume that I did, mm-hmm. uh, assuming probably a bunch of the main characters. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. so Al's got this thing where he's talking like, I should kill, I'd shoot him in the head myself. That's real loud. And then somebody shoots him in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. In the back. Yeah. No, in the head. In the back of the head. Oh, in the back of the head? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you get shot in the back, you're not immediately slumping. And, That's true. And, and like convulsing and just, yeah. yeah, death rattles. Like, you're like, fuck me, my back. Like, it might, you might die pretty quick. I'm back. Yeah, he, so I don't know if we're there yet. Yeah. But, um, well, my back is broken. Wowzer Bowser's, was that a scene? Yeah. Uh, so this, what basically happens, how he, how he dies, as we, as everyone hopefully listening knows, uh, is the coward Jack McCall, mm-hmm. basically Old West Joker, mm-hmm. uh, can't take it anymore, can't take mm-hmm. everybody yeah. in town shitting on him, throwing him into the into the uh, mud puddles, mm-hmm. um, and stay out of the Woolsworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> He's a suitor. <laughs> that's that's babyface Nelson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an old brother corner, a sub-podcast. <laughs> yeah, so he uh, just can't take it anymore. Uh, yet he's still, even though he can't take it, he is still fucking nudging every chance he gets. Because yeah. one of the first interactions of yeah. the episode is, I think, Tom Nuttall uh, saying, uh, I think it was Tom Nuttall, or no, maybe Cy Tolliver, because they were at the Bell Union at one point, mm-hmm. uh, saying, uh, some folks can't get close to an edge without jumping off. Jumping off, yeah. Um, this was right after he lost everything. Mm-hmm. And then, and we did the math. He lost the hand was worth uh, $24,000 in, in today's... It, ha- it would have the buying power of $24,000 in today's yeah. market. Because it was a... We, there, was a there was a raise... So we don't know what happened before the raise of, of 100. You know, a call of 100. And then uh, a raise over top of 420. That was what he had left. And then a call of 420. So that around about gets you to just over a grand. And if you assume that there was some betting before... You're probably the, the number was about twelve hundred dollars, which in today's buying power would have about twenty four thousand dollars worth of so, buying power. So yeah. that was a Oof. big fucking it's hand a big of poker. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jack lost twelve grand. Yeah. on that hand. Rough, rough. And and, and this was after he had been in previous episodes, like really kind of sticking it to to Wild Bill. So this was the ultimate like Wild Bill having the well for now the last laugh, getting it all, and then. Pushing him a dollar. Go get yourself something to and eat. And that that 
happened in in like historically historically like the quote go get something to eat is the thing that kind of historically the dominoes start falling that's what yeah. pushed him over yeah, the edge that's like, what pushed that him over act the edge. of that act of kindness was taken as a slight yeah yeah and i don't even i mean it was kindness with a bite of salt oh for yeah sure. like it's like a kindness with a fuck you tape on the end of it 100 percent uh and that's not the last time he plays cards nope. this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes back in, uh, this time to the number 10 saloon, uh, Tom Nuttall's place, uh, and he's dealing with one of the other people who offers to him money him. to buy his gun because it seems like everybody feels a little like... <laughs> Probably better if this yeah. guy doesn't have a yeah. gun. Uh, and he offered to buy his gun, and Jack says, uh, I think not. No, no, yeah. no. No, I, I think no. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I don't I'm good. believe I rightly will. Mm-hmm. And it, so somebody fill me in here on what the significance of he bought a new suit. Where did he get the money for that suit? Like he because he pulls a tag off that suit. Right. Probably gam. Probably so, gambling or. So okay, yeah. So that's that's a funny thing then because it's the whole idea of like you want a bunch of money, you went out and buy some dumb stuff. Uh, for him, I'm sorry, but a clean suit is a dumb purchase. Yeah. And and then you yeah. lose the rest of your money, so you're, like, dressed to the nines, but you're broke. Yeah. And dirty as shit. And dirty yeah. as shit. Yeah, so he, dirty. He bought a clean suit, but not a bath. No, come on. Um, what are you doing, Jack? So he tries to get his gun off him, and nope, couldn't do it. It's yeah. also, like... Gun control in this town doesn't work. Yeah. It's also the thing of, like, if I... If I was the person dealing that hand, I would probably do the same thing. Be like, oh, this person shouldn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. We need to get the. I will buy this gun off of you, mm-hmm. but not make a big deal about it because Jack is not like most of the people in that town shouldn't have guns, yeah. but they do. Everyone but Jack, has a gun. but Jack, on like the scale of like, eh, like Seth again, Seth Bullock, Wild Bill at the top, be like, it's fine that they have guns. I don't feel unsafe around them. And right. then like Jack is at the bottom, being like. Cool. He should never have access to one. He shouldn't know what they look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's absolutely un unstable. He's unstable. Yeah. Uh, all said, even if he sold his gun, something tells me that if he wanted to kill, Bill, he would have figured it out. Yeah, Bill. he would have figured it out. Yeah, uh, he would have gotten his hands on a gun. Yeah, probably just reached under the table. They're probably... They're, I mean, they're, they're probably all pretty like, easily like accessible. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if you go into, like, the bathroom in a movie theater and it's like, oh, uh, mint drops. It's like, that's that, but there's there guns. Boom, yeah. gun. Single-use guns. Just a bowl of guns. Single-use, yeah. <laughs> and just toss it in the trash. Uh, yeah. So he... While... Bill, right after Bill has done his uh, goodbye tour mm-hmm. uh, and handed off the responsibilities for the claim reconnoitering mm-hmm. to Seth. Uh, he heads to play some poker mm-hmm. after getting his sash on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Make fairly immediately, yeah, fairly immediately, bang, boom. Wowzers. Back yeah. yeah, Yeah, this was a... And and you do think, like, oh, he's going to get away. <laughs> the, the fucking saddle's not attached. Yeah. So he just... Falls right yeah. down, back into just, the mud. whoopsie-daisies over <laughs> yeah. the back of the is, mud. Which is perfect. From whence he came. Yeah. It's perfect, because he's just, like, a clumsy asshole. He's just so, a So, like, person. it makes sense that he doesn't get this clean, yeah. like, noble getaway. It's mm-hmm. that, like, oh, you fucking idiot. You can't even get on a horse. Like, and they drag yeah. him through the town, where everyone starts to take notice. Now, mm-hmm. the second... The second dead body, that yeah. it's a, you know, of the day. Um, Jane sees uh, Seth and Saul yeah. kind of see all the commotion going yeah. on. They follow the running people to the number 10 saloon. Yeah. Uh, where Seth runs up, cradles him a little bit. Mm. And uh, Jane. 
and kills a bottle yeah. of rum, yeah. like oh, yeah. or whiskey or whatever it was, but just absolutely belushes it. That was so. <laughs> that, that was so sad. Yeah, because yeah. it was like. So many things were happening. She lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. She loses her best friend. She like doesn't her guiding her guy like her best friend, her dad figure, her older brother, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this person who's so many things to her. Her and employer. Her employer, and she also and Charlie has just left. And mm-hmm. Charlie's left, so she's alone with the small girl mm-hmm. who's also vulnerable. Um, and also she doesn't have the emotional capacity to process what's oh, no. happening at all. She grabbed that bottle like it was a reflex. Like, she yeah. didn't yeah. blink. She was just like, boom. This yeah. Is, this is how this is being dealt with right now. Yeah, like... But just... Like a tissue. It. Yeah. Yeah, literally like a tissue. Yeah. Like, that's... That's the thing. It's just like, oh, bud. Mm-hmm. You just... Oh, sucks. Cinnamon bun. Uh, so, what happens... Uh, again, this is more for Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened... What do you feel happens with, with Jack? Since he didn't get away in this episode. Um, I think that... I feel like they're just gonna do something really violent. At, at some point. It might not be immediately, but I think he, his his end is going to be very painful and very violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause... I mean, certainly if mob justice had prevailed, they would have... They were talking about stringing him up right, right then. Yeah, but they did They didn't because... They, uh, I'm trying to think of this episode. We let the next one run a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think. Because I know that, well, I don't want to get too Yeah, far we can't. Ahead. Yeah. But I think, I think something, I don't think he's going to get something as, it's still very violent, but as simple as like a bullet to the head. I think they're going to let him struggle mm-hmm. in a way. Okay. Because like the whole town doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. So it's that compounding thing of like you killed an I you killed a cultural icon mm-hmm. in our town. You killed Guy Fieri. To, yeah, uh, to he, use the he, metaphor from last week. Yeah. <laughs> um he they killed a cultural icon and also they they killed an uh an income in an, an income source in the town. Mm-hmm. And he's a piece of shit. So like and Jack is a piece of shit person. Yeah, and you, do have, you do have the the, the long boring arm of the law Putting up a yeah. <laughs> putting up a shed. Uh, what what is he gonna what is he gonna do? Alright. Eventually uh the shit talking of <laughs> Seth Bullock it will never Timothy Oliphant. If, if you want me on this podcast, this is my these are my terms. This is my rider. Yeah. I get to think he's yeah. terrible forever. He's he's not. He's not bad. <laughs> I know. He's not bad. He's fine and justified. It's fine. Just like so far teams. in this episode I, I as I said in the beginning, I think this is very much of a prologue. He's just trying to like mind his own business up to this point and and and, and build a, yeah. a Home Depot. And uh so I think now we'll start to see a little bit of him like show his true colors because his, his, his boy Bill. Boy He's Bill, an ancestor yeah. to... His boy Bill done, done, uh, got to done the, wrong. To the justified character um, in a way that um, when Marty McFly goes back to sure. the Old sure. West yes. and meets uh, Seamus or whatever his name yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anything more on Wild Bill's uh, tragic turn? No. Sad, yeah, but... It was like that part in Titanic where you're like, you know how this is going to end. You're just kind of waiting to see how this takes you there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's a, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. Historically, this has to happen in a certain way. I'm, I'm curious how accurate any of the... Because like the, the town of Deadwood is not a historic 
Yes, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah. And did Wild Bill die in the town of Deadwood? He, he died in the town of Deadwood, and he died in the way that he died in the show. Okay. Because it's also like, it's such a... On a television set. On a television yeah, on a tel- set. television set. <laughs> Ian was there. Full of craft services. <laughs> Bagels and lots. But it was, he died, because if you notice, like, in all the other scenes where he's playing poker, his he, he is facing the door. Yeah. And this time, the one time he decides to sit... Mm-hmm. With his back turned, that was the only that was the only way Jack was going to be able to kill him mm-hmm. because Wild Bill's such a good shot. He did it like he did it the ca- the coward's way. Oh yeah, well, yeah, the that's the whole thing. Way? Yeah, sure, coward Jack. And that's and yeah. this is the um, in in poker parlance, I believe the I forget what I forget what the the card that he's holding the the two. The two cards that he's holding are, mm-hmm. but this is where the term "dead man's hand" comes from. Because mm-hmm. the two cards that he's holding, yeah. uh, and him sitting with his back facing the door, yeah. again is another example of him being set up or setting himself up for yeah. this. He just doesn't end. care anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if he really did care, I'm sure that he would have been like, "You're sitting in my seat, partner." Yeah, uh, and, and they would have gotten eights. up because right. it wouldn't. Aces and eights is the dead man's hand. And that's in reference to Wild, what Wild that's Bill That's what had. Wild Bill had when he was shot. How about that? The Bella Union. So the Bella yeah. Union has a new visitor, mm-hmm. a new, new friend, <laughs> yeah. a new friend. Uh, Johnny Pox. Andy Crane, I think yeah. his name is. Uh, <laughs> and, and I guess every all the women in this saloon want to just gobble up old Andy. Well, and he didn't come empty-handed. I mean, that yes. for... Like, but that's literally what they're selling. That fantasy is No, like, I know, but it's still that thing of... It felt kind of true based on how much attention Joni is giving him. I think... So this guy's a repeat business guy, clearly. They go back he, a bit, yeah. Because he, yeah. he came in acting like, like I, no one knows me here, but then as yeah. soon as they got into a place where they saw, I was like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. yeah. Good to see you. And then, she, and then Joni comes over and... Um, Joni? No. Yeah, Joni. Joni comes over and... And it was like so good to see you. It's it, pretty clear that this guy is like has has frequented their pla- their places before, and also probably has a bunch of money. So like yeah. those two things put together equals you're going to get the you're going to get the all star you're going to get the all star uh, experience. Uh, he seemed uh, also, uh, and this is in line, uh, not different uh, than what you all are saying, uh, that he isn't just an acquaintance, isn't just a high roller, mm-hmm. but someone that is kind of, that works with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he says a couple times, uh, and also this impression, which could be wrong, uh, is backed up by him pretending that they don't know each mm-hmm. other, uh, so that he can be someone at one of these tables that pushes people to, you know, bet more, mm-hmm. play more shit like that. Sure. Uh, yeah. so when he goes back there, uh, behind the, um, the desk, uh, and, uh, Joni's being nice Ed is being, uh, Eddie is being nice, uh, and Cy is just, like, looking him over like Larry David looks at mm-hmm. someone when mm-hmm. he thinks they're lying. Uh, so he's doing that, uh, and he walks back uh, and says, uh, uh, why don't we just get you, uh, we'll get you a woman, we'll get you mm-hmm. a nice bed, a nice bath, and he's like, that's I just want to, let's just get something working. Mm-hmm. Let's just get something going. Yeah. Um, so that's just... Uh, my impression of his past with with them. And he he falls off a medical <clears throat> cliff pretty quick. Oh yeah, yeah. he really does. Yeah, he's leaving, uh, and Sai says, 
how did how did he how did Andy look to you yeah, all? Like um, I've been a wagon for. That's what weeks. Joni says, but you yeah. can see Sai is already like something doesn't yeah, smell yeah, right, yeah, something's yeah, up. Yeah. So Joni goes and visits him, uh, and yeah, that cliff very quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He walks over like. Um, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and Men in Black mm-hmm. wearing the Edgar suit. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so sweaty. Hey, so Andy. Sweaty. You okay? <laughs> you okay in there, so Andy? Water. Andy, it's just, it's me, Joni. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, uh, she goes in and she's getting pretty close, so I don't know, I know at this point if she's had yeah. smallpox yeah. Uh, or, because she's, she's getting very close to him. I, I don't think she knew yet. I yeah. don't think anybody... I think that Joni is doing that thing when you, like, like a person and they seem well. She's like, no, 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 they're fine. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to make excuses I, yeah. for, like... She might. She also might just be oblivious to this. She might have never <coughs> seen smallpox Sure, before. yeah. I got um, the impression that it was basically, like, they... Like, he has been a client in the past. They have had yeah. a good time. He has treated her kindly. He has yeah. paid her promptly. And so, so, to her, this is just like... This is like if you... You frequent a diner, and you know you're you're still a client, but like the your favorite waitress is like really nice yeah. to you, and mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a little extra whipped cream on your hot cocoa, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so like she's yeah. treating him with kindness because they are more than just like anonymous uh, patron yeah. and um, and 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 uh, salesperson, yeah, but. There's that is still the relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, just he's fine. Let me get mm-hmm. his boots off. I just what? like that, like he's he's soaked with sweat. Oh yeah, and he There's... can't get his boots off. But she's like, yeah. you want some strange? You yeah. ready? You ready for a strange? Yeah. I'll drop like, it on you. And he's like, no, please. I'll be honest with you, too, but I'm, I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> God, it hurts, man. I'm gonna get some, and then and then and then uh, Greasy Mark Twain uh, comes in, Doc Cochran. I am. And uh, I'm going to give her something for the brain. I promise. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't... Does I do something to him? Which one? Uh, to to Andy. I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, no, they're they ba- kind uh, of... A, it seems like they just... Rel- oh, so what Sai does is when they get the doctor, they put security outside of his room. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sai doesn't do anything... Physical to thing. him, yeah. yeah. He's just basically been left to stew in yeah. a room. Just yep. yeah, just some room stewing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just some stinky room stewing. Uh, yeah. So Doc comes by, and pretty immediately, it's like uh, contain this. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just contain the problem, but contain the word of, of yeah. mouth getting yeah. out about yeah, it because that's going to be we just opened up that's going to be bad for business mm-hmm. yeah um, you don't want that worry spreading yeah. yeah and in a place where the only justice is mob justice like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he, this guy could end up dead pretty quick yeah uh, and that's pretty much where we leave off with mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Andy and the Belly Union well um, they they do say that if he starts because he, he thinks he broke his back and then they broke my back yeah broke my back <laughs> <laughs> he turns into one of the Mars Bars, Tag Bars Tag yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But they, but they, Doc Cochran says like if you get he, if you get some weird pussy things on, on his, his trunk or his neck. trunk on his face, then that's no good. And then the last shot you see of him is just like they're all Bubbling starting up, to like, appear on his, pizza. on his mouth. Yeah. yeah, he's like a little <laughs> diseased Elio's pizza, and all his skin goes blub blub yeah. blub. Uh, all the latchkey kids are really tuning in right now. <laughs> oh man. That awful sex scene. Oh, God, yeah. The driest 
most like like wooden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and he doesn't even he doesn't even give her the decency of taking off that cummy onesie. Like <laughs> like he doesn't even like it's just like all right. Like it's yeah. and it's that thing of maybe he's a never nude. Um, never uh, clean, never nude. Like Al views Trixie as a thing, yeah. and not as a person. Where I think Cy views Joni as a person mm-hmm. who is doing a job. Where Trixie is a Trixie's a walking flashlight that he mm-hmm. can just like be gross on, mm-hmm. and she she doesn't look like she's enjoying it. Like it's kind of her job to fake that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and she just is like. He could be fucking a log with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Who's saying I fucking haven't? Yeah, <laughs> fuck many holes in all places, in all the woods. And it's and it's yeah, it's just so. And it's also the difference of how Al treats his his girls as opposed to Sai, where Sai's like, no, you're gonna be here three times a week to check them out. Yeah, and I've... you're gonna make sure that they are clean as crystal goblets where old dirty old out like we'll check on them once every blue moon 50 bucks a visit yeah i think that that's not bad no yeah 50 bucks a visit is like a thousand dollars and lotions yeah i I think that i I do think that and and this is not coming from remembering what i've seen in the past i honestly do not remember this but i i feel like this is going to be one of those situations where Ultimately, Psy is capable of deeper evil than Al. Yeah. I think that ultimately this is going to turn into a thing where it's like... Oh, no. It's going to turn Actually, Al at least has some, like, code that he mm-hmm. will follow, and Psy is... Oh, okay. Oh, is that... Oh, okay, like, spe- like how what Al refers to as specialty acts... No. Like, in terms of, like, he's making sure that they're okay so they can do kind of, like, there's no, oh, no, there's that, no limits. That's not oh, what okay. I was thinking more. More in, like, more in terms of, I think the yeah, depth... like, I mean... I think the depths of size cruelty ultimately may prove to be deeper than Al's. Where, like, Al's okay. has this, like, low-level burning, just, like, constantly simmering terribleness. Yeah. And Psy can actually, like, have this public face of, like... I'm good to my people. This place is very nice. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's all, oh, those like are always the characters like where I'm like, thing. cool, what's going on here that you are actually capable? Like, what, what, what kind of acts are you actually capable of? I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, every, I was watching this episode going, it's like I'm watching and I'm just remembering like shadows of having watched this in the past, but I haven't gotten that far to know where this yeah, story sure. ends. That would, that would be an interesting turn because, I would, at, at face value, I would take Cy Tolliver as, like, a trustworthy... And I think that's what the show wants you to think at this point. Uh, but I'm a also... trustworthy guy. I'm always looking at shows, like, what does the show want me to think right now? Yeah. And that's how I can formulate, like, where this might be going. Because yeah. otherwise, if a show only... If a show only ever went where it wants you to think it's going, then, like, every show would be really boring. So... Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, we have some stray loose ends to uh, to go over, mm-hmm. but the bulk of the story has been covered. There was moments, uh, because in the last episode, when the dude, Brom, was killed, we know that Ellsworth was in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and we know that Dan, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Dan heard something. And in this episode, Ellsworth, uh, not one to be snuck up on, mm-hmm. just comes out and says... 
let's suppose yeah. that yeah, somebody was yeah, in the area and saw something that they maybe shouldn't have seen. Yeah. Um, that person that saw the thing that they maybe shouldn't have seen might prefer that they leave town rather than be fed to the pigs. Yeah. Uh, and would appreciate a heads up given the options. Yeah, and if a person who maybe did see that person (laughs) see that thing they shouldn't have saw would then tell that person to leave rather than get fed to the pigs, that person might be considered a friend. (laughs) And maybe that person's name rhymes with Fells. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so that's his deal. And he's mm-hmm. talking to Dan, and Dan is just like, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. about. I don't know what you're talking about, Ellsworth. Well, then I believe I'll have another drink. Yeah, uh, yeah. which happens a couple times. Because yep. uh, then Dan is talking to Trixie, yeah. who is anti-killing Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trixie's advocating for Yeah, him. Trixie is, is talking to Dan. It doesn't and seem like, like Dan's deal. ever like, I might have to kill Ellsworth, does he? He kind of seems like he's yeah. like, all right. Dan's pretty much like, okay, he's keeping his mouth shut. Yeah. He might have to leave town, but he's not, you know... Yeah, Al yeah. would most definitely have them for sure kill Ellsworth. Yeah, um, but this is this is Dan's knowledge. Stay out the Ellsworth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was one fun moment where after Trixie and him have their discussion, she like points with her thumb over yeah. to she has uh, to Al. Yeah, and uh, points over. Don't you be pointing your fucking thumbs around here. We done we exhausted that topic of conversation. <laughs> yeah. As it's just Dan saying, I won't be told what to what yeah. to do. I'm gonna do what I, I'm gonna do what it's I want to do. Just a nice moment of of two people who are basically on a similar rung of like this echelon yeah. in yeah. terms of like influence over this place. Yeah. Like yeah. Dan is for sure more powerful. He's a dude, so in this society, he's got some more inherent privilege. But also, like, I think they see each other as kind of uh, closer, simpatico. Closer to, closer to equals. Yeah. Than, yeah. As close to equals as you can be. Almost given... like, you watch my back, I'll watch yours. Don't yeah. don't fucking set me up, Trixie. Like, don't. Yeah. Like, do not give me counsel that's going to get me killed. And vice versa. The oh, fun moment is when Al and Hickok are talking. And Hickok is like, well, you don't. There's no poker at your at the, at the gem. So that's mm-hmm. why I don't come. And Al's like, well, we could dismantle the titty corner instead of the table. <laughs> like, hey, Dan, take down titty corner. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast. All right? I love titty corner. I just don't know what... In my head, I can't even picture what titty corner looks like. It's a like. bounce castle. I just, I just <laughs> yeah. picture like a it. woman like in a closet, like just with her shirt off, just sitting there and being like... I see. In my head, I wanted it to pan over, and it is a corner of the house. It's just a bunch of naked, naked women from the top. I'm going, hey, yeah. <laughs> or just yeah. like with a neon sign that just says "titty corner," or just mounted titties, or just uh, or just a bunch of or a bunch of um, Pooh Bear characters all with tits. Oh no, a house and titty corner. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and just think that, about it a little no, more. That, Maybe that if you think about it more, it will feel that, better. That exists on DeviantArt. I know. I feel it in my bones that that exists. Everything exists on DeviantArt. What <laughs> DeviantArt's for? It's not uh, called wholesome art. <laughs> yeah. Blue Bear doesn't wear pants. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, um, the reason for Alma's marriage is very sad. We find out that it mm-hmm. was all to fix her father's uh, in- inability to handle money mm-hmm. and legal situations. And just imagining a father going to his daughter and being like, um, this is going to make your life suck, but it's going to make my right. life I can can never repay you for what you are about to do, but I will be able able to to repay repay everybody else. else. Yeah. 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 
Which is a while. I, and I guess this is definitely during the times of dowry and things like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Where, yeah. Because she was... The whole purpose of marriage was to sustain wealth or mm-hmm. gain wealth. Mm-hmm. So whatever money... There was a certain amount of money in a dowry that would be given to the father. She has no she has no property rights. She doesn't have rights to her kids. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have rights to any kind of money because as long as she is um, respond, as long as there is a man in her life, mm-hmm. that person gets everything. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't ma- like so that dowry would go to pay off the debt to make him rich. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't. Well, she doesn't see a penny of it. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Dowries are bummers. Yeah. Hot take. <laughs> Ooh, careful out on that ledge. <laughs> that, that branch is really thin. All right. Uh, I think we can wrap things yeah. up yeah. there. Uh, if you have any thoughts as a listener, uh, you can email those thoughts to cannedpeaches at watercooler.com or tweet at us at watercooler. W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R. Uh, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all right. Uh, so, any winners and losers for the episode? Um, for me, Al's a different winner this week because everything that he needed to happen happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted Wild Bill dead, not by his hand. He died. Um, he needed Brom dead. The dude is dead. Um, and for losers, I think um, I know there's an obvious one, but I think Jane is my loser sure. for this week because she's losing a lot because her world is falling apart right mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. so many people have yeah. either died or left. Mm-hmm. Rob. So I'm going to go with loser first, and I'm going to say that Jack is the loser because mm-hmm. he has now cemented his place in history as yeah. one of the greatest cowards of all time. Yeah. Yeah. People will sing this. People will sing of his cowardice for the ages. And I'm going to give a controversial and somewhat... Uh, possibly unexpected winner and say Wild Bill Hickok for the following reasons. Uh, he got to completely like go out on his terms. Mm-hmm. Basically, he he went out doing what he wanted to do. He kind of made his peace with it. He he wrapped up his things with his uh, closest folk, and and the way he died entered into immortality, uh, positive immortality, mm-hmm. you know, wild Bill Hickok as killed by the coward Jack, whatever the hell his name is, McCall. you know, Jack McCall. So, yeah. Uh, so yes, he died. He died in a very, you know, terrible fashion, but, uh, the character of wild Bill has, is now immortal for good reasons. For and I think, I think he might be the winner of this episode. Okay. So we're, we're thinking, very long term yes, in this. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, even short term with him going out on sure. his own. For me, I'm going to say the winner, Al. I'll go with that one for all the reasons previously stated. Mm-hmm. Uh, loser, Andy. Mm. Uh, because he came in the town looking to just get something. Just <laughs> looking to get something working. And arrive with smallpox knowing that it, that he's, yeah. he's got... Patient the, zero. Yeah, patient zero. Oh, uh, yeah. And Especially in a town that dirty. It doesn't seem at this point that he is in the best of hands. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That Cy, the person that he maybe thought was going to be super understanding about things, maybe isn't. Um, but we shall, we yeah. shall see. Uh, all right. Uh, plugs. What do we got coming up? 
Uh, every Saturday at 8.30 at the Philly Improv Theater. Thank you, Places and Improvised Musical. Check us out at Places Thank You on Instagram. And I'll plug my hot sauce, Trust the Sauces, at Trust the Sauces on Instagram. I make small batch hot sauce. You can get on Instagram, follow us, follow my hot sauce adventures, and DM me to buy it. I will ship nationwide. Cool. Um, Katie. Uh, just like last week, I don't have any plugs because that's nice. <laughs> I'm happy with the fact that I don't have any plugs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. Uh, this is Philly Theater Week. Uh, this will be going up in time for that still to be the case. Uh, so you can check out Not Yet Rated, an improvised rom-com at the Philly Improv Theater and watercooler.com, W-O-O-D-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-R.com for this podcast and all the others that we do. And lastly, if you're still listening, you can go to patreon.com slash watercooler for uh, donations. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe to uh, our Patreon and toss in as little as a dollar. You won't even know you're missing it. Um, but we will certainly be glad to see that because, as I mentioned on all these podcasts, they only cost money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a money pit, uh, but a very fun uh, money pit for us uh, to be doing. Uh, that's all I have. Uh, thank you, Katie. Thank you, Rob. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.